Welcome to the Master's Plan Your Partner podcast, sponsored by Master's Plan Church Design and Construction with headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We partner to build and renovate churches all over the United States with a trusted reputation and a proven process. Master's Plan is passionate about becoming your trusted partner. Now let's join our hosts, Rodney James and Miss Kim. Welcome to Your Partner Podcast. My name is Kim Spence and Rodney James and I are with you again today for the podcast, Your Partner, because Masters Plan Church Design and Construction is your partner on this journey. And I'm so happy that you have the opportunity. I tell you what, I've learned so much just in the past few podcasts about all of this. And I think it's so great because it actually excites me to think if I'm a part of a church and I hear that they're going to be doing um, construction, I'm not going to dread it as the, uh, you know, as the the lay person sitting in the congregation. Should not. Yeah, absolutely. Should be a part of the journey and be excited about it and be a part of the vision that God's given. Yeah. And so many times, unfortunately, that's not the case uh, because many churches don't have a partner who understands everybody's got to be a part of this journey. That's the way God intended it. You look at the biblical pattern in the tabernacle, everybody participated at some level, and everybody gets to receive the blessing of being a part of that journey. And so many churches miss that because they don't have a partner who understands the ministry side Mm -hmm. of building facilities that help them facilitate ministry Mm -hmm. in the future. And Rodney, as the, the ministry... Um, continues through the entire building process. It's not like the ministry is put on hold. That's right. While we're building, so it it continues. Part of the the frame of mind that people have when they're building and when we start looking at construction, um, the the right steps in the timeline are the critical steps. And so we've been talking um, about partners and about things that along the way of picking the right partner, but now we're heading into the budget and funding and then the capital campaign. And on the timeline that you've designed, this is kind of coinciding together. So let's, right. let's kind of dive into that today. Absolutely. So, you know, that unfortunately, the typical timeline, um, the traditional way, let's put it that way, of walking this journey out. And and unfortunately, it's what's embedded in the minds of not only many times uh, pastors or executive pastors or church members that get on a committee or a team to lead a building project, because this is the way it's always been done, is that we kind of develop this vision. And, mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately, um, even professionals in the church design world mm-hmm. that haven't had a ministry background approach this from the very traditional secular way, which Mm -hmm. is what's the vision? Where are we going? What do you want to build? Mm -hmm. And that drives the design Mm -hmm. uh, that, that establishes the scope of work that needs to be done, what we're trying to accomplish that drives the design. And then we go bid it out. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, when you take that path of share your vision, design your vision, bid your vision out, 82% 82% of the time in the church world, those projects never get built. Mm. That is a tragedy yeah. uh, for not only the project, but it's a tragedy for the leadership that took the, the congregation down that road mm-hmm. or took their church leaders that far down that road. And so when I was watching this process from a 
from a layperson's standpoint and saying, there's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. When God, when I began to ask God, God is, how do we do this in such a way that honors you and that, that does take the church family on a journey mm-hmm. and leads the church staff with leadership equity? What's the right way? And it, and it makes perfect sense when you look at it. Mm-hmm. And that is, is that once you kind of determine, okay, we need to build. And uh, we're going to get some folks around us who can support this momentum, this movement, and and give us wisdom. There's wisdom in counsel, mm-hmm. and and we find a partner. Uh, hopefully, you've done a good job in finding a partner that can help you mm-hmm. establish first how much money do you realistically have to spend on this project? Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, there's a bucket full of money mm-hmm. that we can dump in from several types of, uh, it's got several uh, opportunities to put money in that bucket. Mm -hmm. But when that bucket has its money in it, there is no more money anywhere else. If we, if we go through the right process, we have to design to how much money's in that bucket. Okay. And the tragedy is that does not happen often. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at that, why do we put the budget next in the process is it does me absolutely no good to design something I cannot afford. Mm. And that happens so often. And that makes sense when you're talking about it, but yet it's done the opposite way. It's done the opposite way a lot of times because we want to be quick to get the visuals. Mm-hmm. We want the floor plan. We want the renderings of what the building's going to look like to go show our people mm-hmm. to get buy-in for the vision mm-hmm. to then ask for money. And the unfortunate part of that is, is that if you if you show them something that you don't know you can afford, mm-hmm. at some point you have to come back and say, well, we showed you this, but in, in essence what you're about to say is you didn't give us enough money so we can't go build this mm-hmm. now. And so everybody loses. Yes. So the right way is let's determine what's realistic. What can we uh, expect to receive in the capital campaign process, right? There are three buckets that that put money in the overall big bucket. Okay. Number one is the assets that we have. Okay. So for some churches, um, they're going to relocate. So they're going to sell existing facilities or existing buildings. What's realistic about what we're going to get out of that in the long term okay. that can go into the big bucket that's going to fund this next project? Mm-hmm. Um Maybe they've got cash assets. Uh, I always say this. I, I just finished an article uh, that's about to be published and wind up on our website, but it's being financially fit to build mm-hmm. is the title of the article. And we talk about one of the things that churches need to do if they're growing and if they have a vision for more ministry, for larger ministry, for more kingdom opportunities in the future, mm-hmm. you need to start making a payment to yourself, mm-hmm. preparing for a building to either better the facilities that you have, expand Mm -hmm. the facilities that you have, or build a new campus, whatever it is, every church ought to be making a payment into their building fund, whether they're planning to build right now or it may be years in the future, because Mm -hmm. the reality is at some point, you're going to have to spend money to figure out how much money you're going to have, what's the project going to cost, uh, you know, your preparation. So, mm-hmm. so number one, if you, you have cash mm-hmm. and if you've been smart and diligent and have any vision for growth in the future, mm-hmm. you should have been putting cash away. And so if you're not, now's a great time to start that. Sure. I always say, you know, man, okay, we didn't know that before. Mm-hmm. Now you know it. 
Let's apply it. Start making a payment to yourself, uh, however big or small. Uh, it, it's va- invaluable to you when you get to that point. So mm-hmm. we have cash on hand. Mm-hmm. We have assets we might be able to sell. Whatever the case is, there's the bucket of what we know is a known right now. Mm-hmm. Then the next bucket is how much money can we raise? And that's where the capital campaign comes in, and we'll we'll elaborate on that in just a moment. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, how much can we borrow? Many churches I, I, I visit with, um, so many churches say, you know, we, we don't want any debt. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I understand that. I think there's some good biblical principles behind that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> However, I think there's also the time value of money that is a reality that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so I've watched many churches who've set off on the journey to try and build a building debt-free. Mm-hmm. And what happens is the costs outrun the ability to raise the funding for two reasons. One is... <clears throat> They, the time that it takes to raise enough funds to build a new building is, is, is a pretty lengthy timeline most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is if you go three years without showing any progress mm. toward reaching the goal, the question comes up, what I'm putting my money into, is it ever going to get built? Right. And so your, your funding begins to tail off because mm-hmm. there's no progress being made toward a goal that assures me that the investment that I'm making in the kingdom is going to have a return someday. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting money into a black hole that it's we're never going to get to build this building. Right. And and I've watched that happen. I've mm-hmm. watched the capital campaign get started with great excitement mm-hmm. and we're committed to build without any debt. We're trying to raise three million dollars or five million dollars. And two years down the road, the funding's drying up. We're mm-hmm. still two million short of where we wanted to be or a mm-hmm. million short of where we wanted to be. We made this commitment we're not building with you know without debt. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is the whole thing fizzles, and then all these people that have been giving all that time, that money's locked in a restricted account because it was given for the purpose of building. Now we're not going to build. It's a mess for the church. Mm-hmm. And I've watched that happen. Yeah, the other side, the other thing that happens, and we've seen that over the last year, sometimes cost escalations can exceed the the pace by which you can bring the funds in. Mm-hmm. So had somebody been on this journey for two years, let's say, mm-hmm. coming into 2020, all of a sudden now the price of building materials is up anywhere between 25% and lumber and wood 400% right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So how how in the world could we – now we've raised the $3 million. The only problem is the cost of our projects three point. Four million now. Yeah. So we're still short. We can't start the project, and and you're back in this same scenario mm-hmm. of what do you do to move forward? Yeah. So when we look at all of this, I, I look at debt, and and we have to look at it realistically. And mm-hmm. there are many times where we borrow money that is not long term debt to get the project completed, mm-hmm. and then through that capital campaign or the next capital campaign, that debt is paid off in a three five, seven-year period. And so I think that there is some good stewardship Mm -hmm. in that because, again, uh, unless you just have a church that has significant financial resources (laughs) um, that you can go and fund this thing tomorrow, Mm -hmm. uh, I will tell you I'm still looking for that church. Um, you know, most every church that I've been a part of, every project that I've been a part of has incurred at least some short-term debt. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that ultimately, uh, again, is just part of this equation of filling the big bucket that we determine 
How much can we raise? Mm -hmm. How much do we have on hand? How much can we borrow? And we put all that in a bucket and we say, now, that's all that's in the bucket. Mm -hmm. So when all that's gone, there is no more. We Mm -hmm. can't go back to the people. We can't go back to the lender. We don't want to go back to the lender. We don't want to go back to the people because that's leadership equity. So the right way to do this is let's figure out how much we can afford. Mm -hmm. And then we design to that. So I say it this way. The budget drives the design not just the vision. That's excellent. And because it's a spiritual process, it's all intertwined in this. And, you know, that's what we talk about, the timeline. That's all of of our podcasts on these past few podcasts have focused on the timeline. And that's where we are. And I love how you mentioned one time that it's okay to start now. Absolutely. If you have the thought that even a year, two years, three years down the road, or however many years, That's right. that now's the time to start thinking about it and even contact you um, because you can help with that process. That's right. Absolutely. And that's part of the partnership it idea. It is. It is. Yeah, there are so many churches I'm I'm having conversations with right now that we we both know, the pastor and myself know, the building project is two to three years down the road. Yeah. But we're setting them up for success as they lead their leadership team, as they lead their congregation toward that starting point. You know, you, you, yeah. got, you got to lead them to the starting point if you want to take them on the journey, yeah. right? And so yeah. you have to cast enough vision to get them to believe that at some day we're going to start this journey. And when we do, God will lead us through that journey. Yeah. But we want to be prepared. I mean, I, I just can't imagine... Any pastor that's 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 pastoring a church that would say, "I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to look forward to improving our facilities. I want <laughs> right. to do ministry the way we're doing ministry. I don't see it ever changing." Yeah. The reality is, we're all going to face, even if it's just we've got at some point we're going to have to replace the carpet yeah. and paint the walls. <laughs> and so, why not prepare right. in advance rather than getting to that moment and saying, "Gosh, we need sixty thousand dollars to." redo the carpet and paint mm-hmm. and, and do the updates that we need to come from, you know, the 1980s to 2020. Right. So I think the reality is, is that every church ought to have vision that moves them toward a building project, however big or small, and being prepared for that in advance. Because the first question that you should ask is how much can we spend on this? Mm. And let that be what we always come back to. And during design, when we when we determine the budget mm-hmm. during design, I'm often saying, um, Pastor, I love you, and I'd love to design that, but mm-hmm. I look at the budget, and the budget says, no, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to do this, then we have to undo something that we've already got in the design mm-hmm. because I can't mm-hmm. add to it because we have no more money in the budget. And so it just makes perfect sense that the budget drives the design as we go through this process. You can contact Master's Plan Church Design and Construction based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma by calling 918-379-4917, or you can email at relationships at mpchurchdesignbuild.com relationships at mpchurchdesignbuild.com. There's so many free resources available on the website as well, articles and then the project prayer map. And we're talking today about the timeline. Part of the timeline is that we're focused on now is budget. And then also we're going to talk um, a little bit more about the capital campaign, but budget and funding. And I like uh, the scripture that you referenced, Rodney, um, talking about how much is your project 
going to actually cost. This is actually out of Luke 14, verse 28 through 29 where Jesus is speaking, and he says, For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who observe it begin to ridicule him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Sounds very much like what you've been talking about. Absolutely. It's unfortunate uh, if you just go... Search on the web. Two of the top 10 unfinished projects in the world that were over budget are churches. Wow. And mm. um, so, you know, I look at what Jesus said, yeah. and, um, and it's just absolute practical sense. And who should be better stewards of resources than anybody in the world mm-hmm. but the church? Yeah. And so, you know, there's a couple of things that I'll say about that verse when the Lord really helped me understand it and digest it and put it into this process is, number one, Jesus said, sit down and calculate the cost. Mm-hmm. And what we have to think about in that is what is the cost? Um, many times uh, churches go and they'll sit down and they start a design process and uh, the designer, the architect will say, hey, this building ought to cost X number of dollars per square feet. And they they see that number and they run with that number. And unfortunately, if you've missed steps one, two, three, mm-hmm. and four in this process, the next step that we're going to talk about after we get through the budgeting and all of that is due diligence and feasibility. Mm-hmm. If you miss that, mm-hmm. you've missed costs that are not going to be in that square foot number mm. because you've got utilities that have got to be put onto the property. You may have to deal with some stormwater issues. You may have to deal with traffic issues, and we'll deal with all that yeah. and much more when we get to the due diligence. But the reality is Jesus said, sit down and count the cost. He didn't say, just figure out how much the building's going to cost. I believe Jesus said, what's the total cost? Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that master's plan we are very diligent about is looking at the entirety of the cost. And we'll deal with that a little more later on. But but when we think about the budget, the budget has to fund the entire project, Mm -hmm. not just the building. It's got to fund the sound system that goes in the sanctuary, the seats that go in the sanctuary, the tables and chairs in the children's classrooms. It's got to fund the landscape. It's got to fund uh, the parking lot. It's got to fund the turn lane that you may have to put in. It's got to fund getting the utilities onto the property and all of the soft costs as well. That's another one of those little hidden secrets in the construction world is – well, here's all your costs, mm-hmm. and then, oh, down at the bottom, by the way, here's another million dollars worth of soft costs, your mm-hmm. permit fees, your design fees, your construction management fees, and insurance, and all these other things. Listen, it's all coming out of the same bucket. Let's mm-hmm. be honest from the very beginning, and let's put all of those costs on the table, and let's say, can the entire project be done? This is what Jesus said. Can the entire project be done for the money that you have? Mm. Because if not, you're going to get partway through this project, and you're either going to have to go ask for more money, borrow more money, or stop the project. Mm. And Jesus says, listen, that's not a position you want to be in. Because then otherwise, the world looks at you and says, you're not a good steward of, your re- of the resources that God's giving you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very passionate about putting the budget in the right place, mm-hmm. and being very honest about everything that's got to come out of that bucket yeah. before you get to the end of the project. 
one of the core values of Master's Plan Church Design and Construction is integrity and transparency. It's on the wall in their offices and and with all of the other core values, that's the first one that you see. And so as Rodney's been sharing, that's why the heart is so strong about showing you every part of this process and being your partner in the process. Part of that involves the capital campaign and you... Again, the word partner comes up right. with capital campaign. We have to have a partner that's in correct. this process. Yes. And so um, that's not something we do uh, personally as a part of our services, but we have we have partners that we highly recommend because they have the same heart that we have. They're interested in building the kingdom. They're interested in protecting pastors uh, on this journey. Um, and I, I do not recommend anybody that I I cannot absolutely trust and would not do it if I were a pastor, would not use them. So we, we partner with them. But the reason it's so important is um, so if, if a church decides they're going to raise funding, many pastors believe they can just do an ask mm-hmm. and, and get the funding that they needed. Unfortunately, that's not the biblical way. The biblical model shows us a very detailed plan and a path that we have to walk out if, again, we want to take our people on a spiritual journey. If you want to ask for money, you can ask for money, and you'll get an offering. If you want to take your people on a spiritual journey and get God, and, and God becomes involved in that process, I think it's so interesting when you go back and you read Exodus mm-hmm. uh, in the building of the tabernacle. Moses shared the vision of the tabernacle, and the Bible says everyone whose heart moved them brought an offering. Mm. It wasn't everybody who the pastor asked to give money gave money, it's everybody whose heart moved them. If you want God to be involved in the process, this has to be a spiritual process. It doesn't have to be a ask for an offering. You have to take your people on the right kind of journey. You have to share vision in the right way. You have to ask, but when you ask, it's not asking them to give an offering. It's asking them to be obedient Mm -hmm. to the Lord and let God speak into their life. And when God speaks, I can promise you the gifts that are given are more impactful, number one, to the project. Mm -hmm. They're usually larger. Mm -hmm. Number two, they're more impactful to the individual giving the gift Mm -hmm. because they are acting out of obedience to God. They're more impactful for them long-term because they get the benefit of the blessing, not only here on this earth for being obedient, but through eternity, every person that is impacted by this new facility that we build to further the ministry of the church and the kingdom, they get to share a part of the reward for all of eternity. Awesome. If we don't take them on that journey and yeah. let them be a part of that, they miss every bit of that. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so important to understand the value of a capital campaign, a generosity campaign on leading your people through it and doing it the right way. And there is a right way and there's a wrong way. And there's a lot of, unfortunately, churches who've gone through a capital campaign experience, pastors who've taken their church on, and it was painful. Mm. And it's because it was not done the biblically correctly. It wasn't done in the way that the scripture unfolds that process. David did it. He did it marvelously. Mm -hmm. And it's so powerful when you take that journey and you see that in Chronicles of how David walked that journey out. And so the capital campaign is very, 
very important. And selecting the right partner in that, just like selecting the right partner to lead you through this whole process, mm-hmm. is very, very critical because it's it's about relationship and it's about ministry and timing is everything. You need them involved very early in the process to help you prepare Again, in the right, the right step in the right order is important. Don't go figure out how much the building costs and then go to your capital campaign guy and say, hey, you need to raise X number of dollars. Mm -hmm. That's not how this works. We are good stewards. We determine what's realistic. And then we say to God, God, this is what you've shown us that we can do. Now we're going to go take those resources and we're going to be the best stewards of them we can be. Mm -hmm. When you put that back here in the equation at the beginning, rather than waiting until we figure out how much we need, you've taken your people on that whole journey with you to figure out where we're going. And it's amazing that when you do that in the right order, sometimes what all the formulas and everything say is the money that can be in the big bucket Mm -hmm. is much more when we get to the end of that Mm -hmm. process. Rodney James is the founder of Master's Plan Church Design and Construction and Relationships. I love that the email, if you want to get in touch with him, is is called relationships at mpchurchdesignbuild.com. MP for Master's Plan. The phone number to contact them is 918-379-4917. And they have so many resources available on the website. Um, and one of them that I love is the Project Prayer Map. This is a guide for praying for your for your ministry project. It's phenomenal, and I would love for you to get a copy of that. And you can, as a pastor, we'd love for you to get in touch with Rodney and um, just share your heart. Let him know what's happening, um, whether you have been um, just praying about the Lord, you know, implanting this idea of the vision and the dream of where do you go now and what do you do next? Or maybe you've gotten started and you're just not really sure what to do. Um, I tell you, you know, you've heard the heart of Rodney and as a former pastor, that's why he gets it. He understands where you are right now in the process. And so we would love for to hear from you as well. And please share this podcast with others. We have the timeline is is coming up on due diligence and feasibility for next time. So make sure to join us and also uh, subscribe to the podcast, your partner, Master's Plan Church Design and Construction. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for listening today. For questions about your building project, go to our website, mpchurchdesignbuild.com and click contact. Master's Plan Church Design and Construction. Let's build the kingdom together. This podcast is a Your Story Speaks production where we help ordinary people tell extraordinary stories.